Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Wannabe Entrepreneur, the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company. My name is Tiago and I'm here for you to tell you the stories and the adventures of a solo bootstrapper trying to make it on its own. In today's episode, I will uh, give you a recap of my last week and I will uh, start by telling you about how my guide is going. I've developed an info product, my first info product, and I want to tell you what I was able to do this week in regards to that. Besides that, I will also be speaking about uh, some updates on the community and, uh, you know, in general, what's happening in my life. So let's get started with today's episode. Oh boy, it's really, really warm here in Portugal. Actually, this was a very warm week, but now it's much, much better. And we don't have AC here in the flat, so that means that I really had to properly manage the windows, make sure that the blinds were all the way down during the whole day, and all the way up during the night to make sure I could uh, cool down the house during the night. And this was a great opportunity for me to get out of the house more, to find new coffee places and co-working spaces to work in. And uh, I had a friend here, um, he's living abroad, but he, he came and worked with me for a week and we got to explore some new amazing places. So that was really, really nice. We first went uh, to a coffee place. Uh, Simply was actually recommended by uh, Peter Levels, believe it or not, on Twitter because he's living on Lisbon in Lisbon. And I, I asked around if people could recommend me places and he answered with Simply. And I, I've been to multiple coffee places here. There's one close to my house with uh, cheap coffee, which is nice, and AC and everything. But uh, it's lacking that indie vibe, and it's lacking that expensive <laughs> coffee. So, uh, of course, I, I prefer not to pay a lot for coffee. But, um, yeah, this kind of coffee chain called Simply Coffee is really nice. The coffee is delicious, super expensive, three euros something. But it was really worth it. We had also iced coffee. Uh, so, you know, that's the only thing I need as an indie maker. Good coffee, AC when it's super hot. And uh, I don't even need the internet connection because I use my phone data for everything. So we went there, really nice, work from that coffee place. We also explore other coffee places around. Um, I think we were only basically in Simply, but uh, this Simply is, is this chain, right? So... You have multiple uh, coffee stores all around Lisbon. But I think uh, my favorite one is definitely the one in uh, Saldanha. So if you are ever coming to Lisbon, is um, you know where you can work. And I really enjoy that uh, process, just going out and, and work with someone else. We used to do the Pomodoro technique, which is really nice. So we work for like one hour or so, then we stop for five minutes. Sometimes we'll just give a recap on what we're working. Sometimes we'll just like grab a coffee or speak about whatever. And I don't know, I felt really, really productive as well. It kind of uh, it pu it pushed me to wake up earlier and uh, like really use 
the full time of my day to work. So I think I was able to do a lot and it was really, really nice. Besides that, we went to a co-working space. And if you remember my last episode when I told you the story of my co-working space experience, the one that I have basically won, but not really won because... uh, in the end, it was not a co-working space uh, or a true co-working space. It was more like a desk on someone else's company. This one is a completely different. Uh, it's exactly what one would expect, or at least what I would expect from, um, from a co-working space. And uh, it's called Idea Space. I think uh, the website, I can also share it uh, on the on the show notes if you want but uh, the website is uh, ideaspaces.pt and it is exactly what my expectations were for a proper co-working space so they they have actually multiple sites uh, around Lisbon we went to the one in Palacio Sotomayor and uh, it's next to this beautiful building Uh, this one is actually underground so you have to go down um even though there's some windows and uh, it's you get there and it's like a big space and you have uh common rooms you have meeting rooms and we entered and you could really feel the vibe there was uh, some companies working there like startups and also solopreneurs and uh, freelancers digital nomads etc and everyone was super nice there was a reception area and uh, they told us that because it was our first day, we actually got uh, to try it for free, which was really nice. Otherwise, the price per day is actually quite expensive. It's around 18 euros. However, if you pay for one full month, is not that bad. I think it costs around 120 euros, so around 6 euros per day. So that's quite good. I think it's quite an affordable price. You get a quick... And fast internet connection. You have uh, a little kitchen. You have to pay for your coffee and all of that. But you have water and a microwave and basically whatever you need to warm up your food if you're bringing it from home. There's also a little cafeteria with uh, lunch menus around like six euros. All the employees were super nice. And uh, actually that day, uh, we went on a Thursday, they had a happy hour. So they actually had free beer and a kind of meetup where people would meet and drink some beers and chill out, speak about their projects, etc. I ended up not staying because I, because I couldn't, but uh, maybe next time I'll definitely stay because it was really nice, super nice atmosphere. They also had some kind of um, meeting rooms where you can just get in. If it's free, shut the door and no one can hear and you can have your meetings in private and everything is fine. Otherwise, you can also just have your meetings or calls in the common space. Everyone was doing it as long as you just have to use your common sense. As long as you don't speak super loud, it's also really nice. So I really enjoyed this co-working space experience. I just need to have more people to go with me because I, I don't I don't like going alone. <laughs> um, because then I feel... It takes me some time to meet other people and then I just go and have food alone and I don't know, it feels very sad uh, to me. So I just need to get more people around this co-working 
experience. And one of the things I wanted to do, of course, was to use the members of the WB space, but unfortunately we still don't have enough people in Lisbon to start doing this kind of co-working spaces. But we still have like four or five people. So I'm trying to create a little group that we can go sometimes and work together. Actually, on Twitter, someone also mentioned that uh, she was in Lisbon this week and she was asking around who wanted to do some co-working. And I said I, I wanted. And I think we had like a little group for Thursday, but uh, so far I didn't get any details. So I, I'm not really sure if it's going to happen or not. But if it does, I will tell you how this goes because it would be my first time basically meeting other indie makers and going to work somewhere. I'm, I'm really excited about that. I think this would be really, really cool. So what was I working? What was I working on during this past week in these co-working spaces? And I was working in my guide. Last episode, I told you that I was not very happy with the conversion rates of the community. And I made the decision to still keep maintaining the community, still working on the community, but not to focus 100% on it. I need to diversify and try to solve other problems around the indie hacking space. And the problem that I identify that is kind of the big, I think all of us have this problem, which is to find our first paying users. I did a Twitter poll and actually 80% of the people that answer were making less than uh, 80 euros and uh, 50% were making less than 10 bucks. So I thought, okay, I've been interviewing indie makers for the past one year and I've, I, I learned a lot. I have to be honest, I've learned a lot. We have learned a lot, right? Because we are sharing this experience. And uh, I kind of learned the method that a lot of these bootstrappers follow to be able to succeed in their projects. And it's a method that was not intuitive for me. I, I didn't know it because I, I learned about entrepreneurship from uh, the VC world. I learned from the YC Combinator podcast, from Masters of Scale, from the Startup podcast. And all of these follow stories of startups that end up raising money. And I, I really believe that if you are a bootstrapper, you need to find a different path because you don't have money to sustain yourself and to do experiments or even to do marketing. So you need to start making money from basically the first day you launch your product. You need to become profitable. Otherwise, you will run out of your savings. So I decided to compile a guide, a step-by-step -step guide with uh, everything I've learned. And it's a very easy-to-follow guide that any starting bootstrapper can follow. And uh, it's basically the guide I wish I had when I first started my indie making career. And I did it on Notion. Yes, I'm a cool kid now. I finally have a product on Notion. Really cool, really great tool. I've learned a lot about Notion. And uh, I worked for yeah around a week on this guide. That was basically what I was doing during uh, this last week. And I shared it with a bunch of friends, a bunch of indie hackers, and they got me a lot of great feedback that I used to improve the product. Once I was happy with it, I decided to launch. Uh, I did a soft launch. That's, and by the way, another thing that I've learned that uh, you don't want to do a big launch right 
off the bat. You only want to do a big launch when you know that you have a product that people are willing to pay. Because when you do a big launch, it means that you have a lot of traffic to your website and you want to convert as many people as possible. So in the beginning, I used to basically do an MVP and use the launches to get my first users. That's wrong. I don't do that anymore. Now I do a soft launch instead. I have already identified an audience, people that might be interested, and I just DM them directly and ask them to have a look at it and ask questions like, would you pay for my product? It, it's funny because we are always very scared to get negative feedback and we don't want to ask these uh, not so comfortable questions like, would you pay for it? Why are you not paying? It feels that we are pushing the product to other people, but that's actually not true. This is a great way to see out of the bat if people are willing to pay for your product and if the product is bringing value to them or not. So that's what I've been doing and I've been trying to optimize the landing page and uh, this is a long process of iterations and changing the copy and adding a lot of information that I see it's needed. So for instance, I was uh, chatting with Mary and uh, she's uh, an indie, indie maker as well and she was telling me that my first version of the landing page was lacking a lot of information. I basically had uh, a little video video that I recorded explaining the guide and a few screenshots. Uh, but yeah, that really didn't show the potential and what was in the guide. So she told me to, that I should have a proper table of contents and more information. So I added that and then already improved a lot the landing page. Another thing that I realized that was missing was the social proof, right? No one knows me, really. I have uh, a thousand followers on uh, Twitter. I'm not making that much money on uh, on my project. So I'm not like Peter Levels. Peter Levels is making about two million a year and is a very reputable source. If he says that is launching a guide telling you how to get to his level, uh -huh, level, Peter Levels, you will trust him because is known. You, you, you trusted him already. For me, it's a different case. So I need to find some social proof. I needed to find some reviews. So I distributed the guide for free among the community and among some of the creators I interviewed in the podcast. So I showed it with to Tony Dean. I showed it to Michelle. I showed it to uh, Fat, for example. And all of them gave me good reviews and great feedback and ways to improve the guide, they actually told me, actually, Tiago, in this step, I don't do it like this, I do it like that. And this was a great opportunity as well for me to improve the guide and tweak it so that you can really, really take advantage of it. So that worked really well. And I asked them to leave a review afterwards, which was really nice because uh, they left a review on Twitter. And then I used a product from a member of the community, Gotham, he built a great product called Fame Wall. And this product allows you to create a nice wall with tweets. So you can uh, cherry pick certain tweets and it creates a wall and then you can just embed that in your website. So I use that to bring the social proof to my website, to bring the reviews to my website. I asked people to tweet their reviews and then I cherry pick those tweets and put it and now there's already as well some social proof around the landing page. So I'm quite happy with it at the moment. I think uh, the landing page sh basically does its purpose. You can fully understand 
what the landing page is about, what the guide is about. You have social proof, you have the price, you have everything. However, the conversion rate hasn't been great so far. Uh, it started with uh, around 5%, but I think now it's much lower. I was able to five to sell around five copies of the guide so far, and people seem to be happy with it. But of course, this takes time, right? They, they need to follow the guide. And uh, even though it's a very hands-on guide, you still need to do your work, right? So I still don't have the full feedback, and I, I still don't know really if this is helping them to build their projects. But they already wrote some reviews. They liked it. But yeah, so far, the conversion rate is, is not great. It's fine. It's completely fine. Uh, I knew it. It's, it's a good try. Uh, it's another product that I have in, in my uh, pocket. And I, it's a great way to get SEO. So I will keep on pushing and, and try to see if I can improve it. And uh, of course, the more people buy the guides and the more people leave reviews in the guide, the more um, the social proof I have for others. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's still... Uh, I mean, I already made, I think, 45 or 50 bucks, which is great. I followed the guide to build the guide, if you know what I mean. So yeah, it's true. I was able to make money right away and that was really nice this also happens because i already have an audience and i already have people that trust me but uh, yeah i would like to make at least 100 bucks every month from the guide and uh, so far well it's still too soon to see so i'll keep you up to date in that regard but um, yeah i'm quite happy with this little experiment and i'll be doing other projects and and probably trying i will stay in the indie making audience i want to build products for indie makers i want to help indie makers but uh, i'll probably be trying other things around it besides that around the community we are now kickstarting another batch of the accelerator super excited for that we have 11 people that want to participate this time we have people again from all around the, the globe we have people from america people from kind of around europe and people from around asia and this means that we have very different time zones. So what I'm trying to do is actually to match people around the same time zone, which means that we'll have three teams, one team with five elements and the other two teams with only three elements. I will kickstart the accelerator probably today, create the groups and everything and let people meet each other and start arranging their, uh, their weekly meetings. But I will still try to get a few more members for the groups with only three people because i think the right number is five in case someone drops out in the middle of the accelerator or something so that's basically it for the community i had a few new members joining which is really nice always bumps up the community engagement and also my mrr which is always really good but i don't have any more updates in that regard Besides that, with this podcast, I'm really sorry. I know I've been a bit lazy with the interviews. I've been republishing a lot of uh, older interviews. But uh, yeah, bear with me. I'm, uh, I don't know. I, I feel that I'm missing the energy of finding new people to interview. And last week, actually, I had something prepared. But then uh, I went out for the weekend and I left on Thursday and I didn't have anything prepared. So I just basically had to republish an older interview. 
This week I will have something special for you. I interviewed some of the members of the W Space, people that actually I interviewed last year. So I want to give you an update on their projects and how this past year went for them and what they have learned and uh, how their uh, MRR evolved. So I think it will be a really cool episode. Besides that, I'll be also doing more episodes where I go through multiple interviews around one topic and uh, like like what I've done on the episode about the secret patterns on uh, entrepreneurship, I will do the same about other topics like mental health or marketing, etc. So I think you really enjoyed their episode. It got a lot of downloads and I'll be doing that more often. Last but not least, I want to speak about SEO. I challenge myself to bump up my SEO game. I wanted to have 10 SEO-related visits on my website per day. This is a challenge that I took from Plausible. And if you don't know what Plausible is, it's a great tool. I'm not sponsored to say this. And I actually, I'm not. I, I use them during their free trial, but then I switched to SplitP because it's for free. But Plausible is an analytics tool. It's like Google Analytics, but much more clean and much more GDPR friendly. They, it's much more private, let's say. It's a really great tool and it's built by indie makers. And I think they reach 1 million uh, ARR, so annual recurring revenue or something like that recently. So really, really cool. And uh, they build in public. So there's a really nice blog where they share the whole journey. And the they are two co-founders. One is the tech guy, the other one is the marketeer. And the marketeer, one thing that he did was to challenge himself to get 10 SEO-related views per day. So I tried to do the same. And so far, it's actually going really well. I started writing more content, and I can see more people coming from Google. And recently, I don't know if you saw on Twitter, but Peter Levels was interviewed on My First Million podcast, which is a podcast around entrepreneurship, quite big. And uh, this brought a lot of attention to Peter Levels because the people that listen to this podcast are mostly startup-related and VC. They're not indie makers. So, you know, this new world of indie making kind of opened up for them and uh, one of with one of our best, right, Peter Levels. So, obviously, there was a lot of curiosity around on learning more about Peter Levels. And since he does not have a lot of content and a lot of interviews... A lot of people came and listened to the interview we did here in the Wannabe Entrepreneur. And as well, a lot of people were listening and, and reading the content I provided around Peter Levels. So I wrote a blog post about the three lessons I learned from interviewing Peter Levels. And now I can see that a lot of people are finding this through Google. And this is bumping up the SEO and this bringing more traffic to the website. So... This is really cool. I think that in the past days, I've been having more than 10 uh, SEO-related visits on my website. So I'm already, you know, above my goal. I have achieved what I wanted to achieve this month uh, in regards to SEO. I'm really happy with that. And I'll keep on uh, writing more content. And uh, yeah, hopefully this will keep on increasing and increasing. And this is the best way you know, this is the ultimate goal you want to achieve with regards to marketing. Because this is completely 
passive. You don't need to do anything. Like I told you about Change It, right? I, I haven't touched Change It for months and months, like six, seven months. But I still have around 100 people coming to my website just because of one specific blog post. So this is really what you want to do. You want to have proper SEO content because this will be bring targeted users to your website. And then if you have a great conversion rate, you can just rest and get new users every day. So this is really, really nice. That's it for today's episode. I do not have anything more to share with you. If you want to support the wannabe entrepreneur, there's so, so many ways for you to do that now. You can get the guide. The guide costs, actually, I have I have now an early price, um, early bird price for seven bucks. But in general, the guide will cost around 15 bucks. I think it's worth it because people can learn a lot from it. And it's, again, another way for you to support this podcast since I, I'm not doing any advertisement. So you can buy the guide. You can buy the WB merch. We have mugs. We have uh, t-shirts, everything. So you can just go to store.wannabe-entrepreneur.com. The guide link will also be in the description. You can also become a member of the WB space. There's so many great things you can do. If you don't want to spend money, you can just share or tweet about the Wannabe Entrepreneur podcast. This was another episode. See you on Thursday. Also, this friend brought me some delicious coffee from the Netherlands, and um, it's really good. It's really, really good.